Welcome to the Heart of the Matter podcast, where we talk about scripture, theology, and anything relating to God in a loving conversation. And where we try to get to the heart of the matter. Welcome back to another edition of the Heart of the Matter podcast and radio. Glad to be back in studio. It's been a little bit. Uh, I had vacation for a couple of weeks, and then we've had some uh, just scheduling things, some crazy things going on in life. Uh, so we're still going to be getting into the um, you know into the studio recording. We've got a lot of ideas that we want to. We've been talking about, and we're are in creation and production, I should say, that will be coming out. But um, just want to let you know if you guys again have been blessed by this we appreciate you watching and listening um you know you can catch us on spotify apple podcast google podcast or wherever there are podcasts basically um, we do have a website again that you should visit 12stones.media we are um that's kind of under construction again right now it, you know Kiefer made it look nice but he wants to make it even look nicer which we didn't think was possible but it it is <laughs> so um perfecting perfection you know um I'm Josh Hellman I'm your host so I uh, can just get that out of the way if uh, I always forget that <laughs> so, <laughs> but if you've watched you know who I am um and uh, yeah, we just want to welcome you back. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. And we apologize that we haven't been able to put out a video in like the last five weeks. We enjoy doing this. Uh, we enjoy getting together. We feel God is working through this ministry and he's going to bless you guys today. Um, with that, I'm going to introduce my guest here. Um, with me today is my cohort, John Vandaloo. How's it going, John? Uh, it's going pretty good. It's going excellent. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it's actually kind of a miracle that I'm here. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. supposed to be here. Uh, and then someone literally told my wife, I'm stealing your shift tomorrow. Hmm. So she was like, okay, I'm not going to fight you on it. Yeah, it worked out. You showed up and you just oh, yeah, sneaked your head around. The I mean, corner. it was literally <laughs> like it was it, it was. Yeah, it was literally like she was like, well, I don't have to work till like 1030. So, I mean, you could if you're recording at nine, I was like, nah, that's not going to work yeah. out. There's no way. And then like immediately she's like, oh, someone took my shift. I'm like, oh, I guess God wants me to get on and speak tomorrow. Um, yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, it was really cool. I've just, yeah, doing foster care now. So we have two kids in the house and, uh, it's been, uh, a big culture shift. Um, definitely a season of like grace and refinement. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been challenging. The most challenging thing I've ever done for Christ for sure. Yeah. Um, so just with that transition and then uh, yeah i got a yeah i just got hired so i start my new job next week too so yeah it's just been a lot of stuff uh kind of transitioning in the season and um, that's two huge transitions foster care and then you're going to a job yeah you know you've been kind of uh on sabbatical for the last uh, I've been, year yeah i've been without technically work for quite a while mm-hmm. um i mean i've I'm, I'm stay busy i'm doing stuff we were working with 12 stone doing this yeah. in the podcast and doing my own tiktok thing and deliverance ministry and um you know just spending time with my family too like actually because i i spent like a deck you know when as a man you know we work we miss out on like our kids lives when we're working so having a couple of years off to like recalibrate and get refinement. I, I mean, I was really refined in pride to like just a lot of my pride, like my go, 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 my entrepreneurial spirit, my, my will, my wishes to, to do these things. And God's mm-hmm. like, no, I got something for you, yeah. you know? So yeah, I've been, it's been a learning curve. It's been, yeah, just this season of trust, season of trust, a season of refinement and uh, yeah, like a total recalibration mm-hmm. of my mind the last yeah two years 
Speaking of things, you you said that you uh, had an interview that you got to be a part of with like a documentary that's going on. Yeah, so that happened too. Yeah, there, there's this documentary. Um, I, I didn't get to meet the director. I met like the research, a couple of the research staff. I don't know mm-hmm. how big the, I, I didn't ask like how big it, I, I could care less how big the production is. If it's just like a local guy or if it's a bigger, I don't know how much money is in it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a documentary on deliverance. Um, I guess like the director, he had like a best friend who struggled with mental health issues like his whole life, like extreme mental health case. Mm-hmm. And he went through like an exorcism, they called it. Um, you know, we call it deliverance, a little more tactful. <laughs> uh, Christ Jesus's ministry, we could just call it that. Uh, he experienced... Um, yeah, like an exorcism and his mind was restored. He had to healed, you know, and, uh, after that his life was normal. Everything was, he was like a completely different individual. Uh, so this friend who's the director of this documentary, um, is in the pursuit of basically, is there a cure for mental health for mental illness? Mm-hmm. And it's Christ. So it's like the pursuit of that. Um, yeah. So they discovered me on TikTok because it's kind of one of my main talking points. Yeah. Um, Jesus heals, Jesus, Mm -hmm. Jesus desires for us to have a sound mind. Um, and yeah, spiritual warfare is absolutely real and we have the answer and it's Christ. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I got to, I got interviewed for that. Um, and, I just shared my testimony for the most part and just some, some wisdom, some knowledge that the Lord has given me the past year and a half, uh, in doing it. So yeah, nice. exciting. We'll see how it goes. I know they want to interview me again because we didn't have time to go through everything. And I don't know what this will turn into. You know, if if this is just, it mm-hmm. sounds like this is just research right now. So, I mean, they're recording it. I don't think this will be in the documentary, mm-hmm. though. I think, you know, they choose people to be on it. And hopefully, you know, if all is said and done and you get to your ultimate goal, which is being on a, a video being rebuked by Justin Peters, you know, like, hey, the, there you go. <laughs> Got a whole panel of Baptists, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> talking about this, yeah. this uh, heretic. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and, and hey, we do pray for those guys because like, you know, we they're brothers in Christ. They just, you know, have some things kind of uh, deceived. Yeah. So we, I have I'm nothing against those guys. It's Different just, place. you know, we've, we've talked about like the differences in Christianity and how we want to be unified in Christ and everything. So, yeah, I mean, we really have to shift away from like gossip or slander, mm-hmm. uh, even from people, even though they're doing it, <laughs> you know, it's like, we gotta, we gotta rise above that and just have yeah. the heart of Christ carry it. Um, so with that, I'll also introduce our other guest, Jenna Holo is back and, uh, thanks for coming on. Happy to be here. Yeah. We get to, uh, talk to you about, uh, you know, I know you just went on a trip to Jordan in the middle East. Mm -hmm. And, um, so ever since you got back, you were like raring to go to come back on the episode, you know, get on an episode and, and talk about it. And, uh, we finally were able to put it together. So, um, you know, today we're just going to kind of talk to Jenna about some things and, and really her trip. And I know we've had about two and a half hours of conversation already about, uh, different God things Such that good stuff. you've been talking about. So, um, we have like about 30 minutes of recording of it, but like, it was like a really good, uh, still that's really good stuff. That That'll be available on our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't have For a Patreon. Yet, yeah, no, so, it's not. Um, it just, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, really excited to have you back on. Um, Me too. and we, you know, you're uh, a great sister in Christ and, uh, just getting to hear things that go on in your life and everything like, 
crazy things that you hear sometimes. And then like just the, the fruit of that. I know you were talking about, I think you just posted yesterday about like, uh, you have a garden and it was like your first, uh, time you got to see like the fruits of that garden. Yeah. I thought you were actually talking spiritually and I, I think you were <laughs> half and I half, mean, but it's kind of both and, but, but I, I thought you were talking about like spiritual, like a garden of evangelism and, and like the spiritual fruit from that. And I, and so, um, and then turn around and it's actually talking about the physical and yeah, seeing, yeah. seeing that picture in, in the physical, mm-hmm. which has been really beautiful. It's just amazing to see like how uh, all of it just travels around between everybody. And so Mm -hmm. everybody has abundance because they've got, I've got an abundance of tomatoes and you have an abundance Mm -hmm. of potatoes and you have an abundance of, Oh, I don't know, like peppers or something like that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we're just trading and we're, we've and like, took a bunch of corn, two huge bags of corn and just put them into bags and cut them off the kernels and put them in the freezer for Mm -hmm. the winter. And so we're overflowing with corn. Oh my gosh. And it's just amazing to see like the fruit of the harvest, even from one year. And just like, I mean, and it's not, I don't know, like, I think that it depends on the person, but I feel like, especially this year, and maybe it's just because it's my first year, but it's just been like, just a joy to like, see like a lot of the times God watered my garden, like rain mm. came and, um, and then it only took like maybe 15 minutes out of my day to go and water my garden. And my grandma across the road knew how to, um, knew how to put down like wood chips to keep the weeds away. So I barely had to weed mm. the whole time. And it was just the blessing of family happening. Nice. You guys should have seen how fast, like it worked out that this garden came up. And sometimes it's like, you just can't get things to work or happen mm. no matter what you do. But this was one of those things that was just like, bloop, like there it was like, awesome. yeah. So it's just a really, really cool first year. And just to see God's abundance between all of us and, the beauty of family and community in that. And I saw a TikTok video of this guy who like, he was like a business owner and he like decided in his parking lot, he had a like very little strip of land, like next to this fence that divided him from the, his, the partnering business or whatever. So they decided to plant, plant lemon trees. And he wanted to follow the biblical mandate, like in the old Testament of like how you're supposed to do farming biblically. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, for the first, how many ever years, like four years, you don't do anything to it. You let it rest or whatever. And then like you harvest. And so he, he explained it or whatever, but he showed the lemons that were growing on these trees in his parking lot. That was like a dirt patch. You know, it's like one of those like pieces of land where it's just there and there's a fence on it. And so it's like, there's a patch of grass, there's some roots from the tree. So, you know, just this ugly patch of grass and the lemons that he was growing were like the size of his face. Like he's like, we make lemonade out of this and all this stuff and sell That's it. That's like he's, in, yeah. in Israel or like back in, in Joshua, when Caleb and Joshua came out of the promised land with grapes that were like bigger than both of them. That's crazy. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah. That happens in Zambia too. Like they have a thing called farming God's way. That's definitely like after that pattern of the Bible of, of gardening. And they see those kinds of produce too. It's, it's kind of crazy to think because it's like, you know, I don't want to go down this tangent yet, but like, you know, it's kind of crazy to think because like how big are grapes now because of how we farm and stuff. But yet here we are trying to scientifically engineer DNA within plants to make them bigger but then the adverse effects of that instead of naturally doing what God says. Yeah. I mean, there's been mandate. times yeah. where GMO has like saved 
mankind, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but imagine if we would have just all just you know pursued grace yeah, god's way god's yeah. way yeah. and initially you know what i mean so it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah so our ingenuity and our creativity helped us get out of some really bad predicaments that we put ourselves into or the devil put us into you know but yeah. god uses all know, of it potatoes saved europe you know the great potato famine right and because like they were and that was in ireland right the great potato famine where it killed a bunch of people because they just like I don't know. That was a big part. Yeah, of there's, there's a lot yeah. of stuff I don't really know about. But anyways, yeah. potatoes are awesome, <laughs> um, especially when they come prepackaged in uh, McDonald's containers. So uh, uh, but we'll get back to uh, speaking of fruit and uh, potatoes. Um, talk about Jordan okay. meat, uh, and, and the fruit that came from your trip. So tell us a little bit about Jordan. I know we got some pictures here just to kind of help people. If you don't know where Jordan is, you, you know, Middle East and stuff here. So. Uh, kind of explain these pictures, these maps, and tell us a little bit about Jordan. Yeah, maybe to start, the one that looks older is old, is supposed to be older. It's a Bible map. Um, and I flew into the city of Amman, which is the capital city. Okay. And uh, that was the place that we did most all of it from. Initially, I was thinking that we were going to go kind of out into the country, but it actually was a different a different kind of trip. Honestly, it was, I'd never done anything like it with the organization that I go with. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually going to not say their name for the sake of, um, privacy, uh, for them. That was an issue at one point during the trip. So I won't do that again. Um, and so we were in Amman and Amman is a huge city. It's like not, it's not like just, what you'd think of when you think of like third world by any means, it's very like first world. And then maybe when you get out into like the outskirts or into like the poor neighborhoods and stuff like that, it's different, but there was so many malls and even some of the technology was like, I had never seen like some of the things that were going on in the city and different malls and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was just like a very rich place. And uh, it was really cool to find out that Amon is a, actually historically Beth or Rabbath Ammon, which was the capital city of the Ammonites, as you can see on the map on the right hand side. And so just to like be in a place that was even like historically biblical was really cool. But it was just I think that one of the most striking things about being there was finding out that I I met a lot more people that were from surrounding countries than actual, like, what would have been considered just, like, grassroots Jordanians. Um, I met a lot of, a lot of Palestinians that had been kicked out of Israel in the prior generations um, by Israel from their homes. And so there was a lot of generational bitterness that was happening there. Um, which was very like sad to see. And then we met Syrian refugees, people that have been mm-hmm. um, dis, dis, displaced, displaced. thank you, by the, um, the Syrian war that's been happening for now the last 11 years um, that I had seen little like newscasts of over time, but had never like until I had gone to yeah, Jordan, had never really strung mm-hmm. together like 
all of the things. And even that, I've just found a YouTube video that like did the best it could to recap everything that's happened because it's been an insane amount of stuff governmentally that's happened there. But, um, and so uh, just refugees there. And then uh, um, people from Sudan, we were able to sit in the house of with a, like at least actually two families that had been displaced from Sudan who actually weren't able to like get jobs. Um, and uh, then uh, like a couple of people from Yemen. Um, so it was just like a very eye opening as we were talking to we ultimately were able to share the gospel like among about like 70 or so people within the whole week that we were there. And we did most all of our ministry. Like I was saying before, like I was thinking we were going to be out in the countries. We did most all of our ministry in about like six different malls. So most of my mission trip was spent on escalators, which was very, very different for me. Um, because normally when we go with this organization that I go with, um, you, uh, you go house to house in villages. Um, it's very relational. It's very like, um, in the homes, it's very, uh, you sit your butt in the house. And if you sat your butt in your house, in the house, you get through the whole gospel, like mm. no matter what, um, you know, once you get, once you're able to be invited into a house, which most every house that I personally had ever gone to, I don't think that I had been turned away from more than like two houses and all of honestly, like all of my ministry and the different nations that I've been to in the past, which has been Zambia, Zanzibar, Cambodia. Um, and, uh, so throughout all of that, there's just very, very open culture. So this was honestly like very different, um, in the sense of that, here we're very much like separation of church and yeah, state in America. Yeah. Um, but there Islam has completely permeated their government. It's very mm-hmm. much a part of their laws. Um, and so it is just like a hard nation for that sake. We, uh, believe that two people came to salvation while we were there but there was things that happened that even um that even made it like seem like they may not have because we think that family members might have usurped their phones to mm-hmm. like show that no they're not christian and that's part of the sad thing about being in um nations like that is that there's always that familial aspect of that heavy resistance to the heavy gospel. Heavy resistance yeah. to the gospel, right? Yeah, because they're, they're, I mean, when they make that decision over there, it isn't like in, in America, like, you know, like atheists and stuff, they'll just argue about, you know, our decisions, like how we live and stuff. And it's like over there, though, they're, they're making a whole life change. Mm-hmm. Like, and they understand it because they're under heavy persecution over there. So mm-hmm. if they say that they're going to follow Jesus, they're outcast by family. Exactly. They're, they're like threatened, like they're, they're sought after to be killed right. and maimed. And like, you know, we, we talk about canceling over here and it's like, that's canceling to the nth degree. They want to cancel your life, not just your job and, and your family and friends. Like, so like, yeah, the persecution over there is, is, is a lot different in the mid middle Eastern culture. Um, or I should say anywhere where the Muslim faith actually permeates because even in Asia now, like in, in before, I I should say, even before the Muslim faith was over in Asia, like China dictatorships, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Christianity, even before the Muslim faith was really hitting China and, and New Zealand and all these places hard, like 
there's heavy resistance to the gospel, mm-hmm. um, as we expect from from the Bible. You mm-hmm. know, it tells us this. So it's like even in China, even in some of those Asian countries, uh, North Korea. You know, you're persecuted if you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, you're tortured and stuff. So they know the extent of this. Um, and there's even stuff in India and stuff where that, that kind of stuff happens. So, yeah, I mean, for them, it's, it's, it's a huge decision in their life. Cause they're basically okay. saying, I am literally giving up my entire life for Jesus when I make mm-hmm. that decision. Mm-hmm. And obviously family pressures here are hard enough in our daily walk. So yeah, a decision mm-hmm. like that, you're, you're, it's like, it's not just even family deep, it's societally, it's, you know, governmentally, mm-hmm. Um, I think you were saying that there was kind of a, a run-in with the government a little bit. Oh yeah. And I can, I can get to that, but just on the note that you were just saying, like, it was really beautiful to be with the team on the ground though, because they were telling us during our briefing of the trip that that's the reason why you have people on the ground to be mm-hmm. there for them is because when, and if their family does say, we shun you, we excommunicate you, those kinds of things that they're able to come and be amongst and live with the people that are on the ground and able Mm -hmm. to find that shelter and also able to find that support for walking through that. And there's been, it's been sometimes like, you know, years, like five years or so that a family is not on good terms with that person, but they've seen, they've already seen people have like breakthrough in their family of recognizing like ultimately like Jesus coming to them and like showing them who he is. And then like familial reconciliation after that, because they realize like that it wasn't, it wasn't worth that. So Mm -hmm. that's one of the beauties of like, if we're going to do this as a church, we really need to have, um, safety nets in place of other people to come alongside those people that we're coming to with eternal life, with the good news, Mm -hmm. with the gospel, with everything that their souls and their lives long for and are created for. But the implications of what the devil is set up to guard, to knock that down, like needs to have like like things set in place by the church to be able to come alongside of those people and be there with them and walk that out with them. Um, and that's been very valuable in, in discipleship alongside other people to have like people that are there to love them and help them through that and like guide them scripturally and like point them to Jesus, like in those situations. So that was just really encouraging to my heart to just see like, because it's it can be hard as a missionary when you see that happening, like, because it's, I mean, it's, it's an opportunity for like shame to come upon you when you're sharing the gospel that, oh my gosh, like, because I shared this message that is my whole life and is everything that I believe is going to bring shalom to your life, just like brought division to your family, just brought division to something that's been um, meant to be a source of like godly love in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that's what Christ meant. Yeah. Right. I came to bring a sword and not. Yeah. And so. that's, I mean, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard. It's one of the hardest things about, you know, yeah. Yeah. That, Cause we desire connection like human beings. Like we want to yeah, be acceptance. connected, especially our blood, you know, mm-hmm. our family, you know, but mm-hmm. And, but that even in that severing, just the beauty that like God has a family for you. Yeah, he you're adopted in. You. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't leave. He's not 
trying to leave you destitute. It's just like, are we as the church when we do missions like this going to rise to that occasion to Mm -hmm. like say, okay, like I've committed to this and now like I'm committing to you and I'm committing to like Mm -hmm. have you with me and to walk alongside you. Yeah. I think we, we, we messed it up in the West here. We can. Yeah. You know, we, there's very, we, well, we get, we lack discipleship, Mm -hmm. like true discipleship. You know, we're a very Sunday morning uh, church orientation here and that doesn't do it mm-hmm. you know it, you have to come alongside people mm-hmm. you, you have to live have to alongside live it, people yeah. yeah like people have come and helped and you know with you know in this task that we've undertook and with foster care you know it's like we were equipped but man like we were <laughs> we were under a lot of spiritual attack early on and, and just people coming alongside and you know i know a lot of people praying and just yeah, it, it's really easy. Yeah, when when we're alone, when we feel alone, man, the devil yeah. can work. We need to stay strong together. We stay strong together. Yeah. You know, that's where we get the the body of Christ needs to be the body of Christ. You know, and yeah, I was just gonna say it, it's good that you're talking about that support system because if there isn't any generation above them that's able to disciple them, it's very important to have brothers in Christ because just like in we were talking about our fellowship earlier and stuff like God, God will bring you people, you know, and, and it's important to have those people and to answer that call to even be a brother to what's the purpose of the church to, for the edification and building up of, of your brothers and sisters yeah. in Christ. And I say that too, because like, it'd be really easy to look at like, well, yeah, obviously that's what they need over there. Right. Because it's like, we have different principalities. It's all this. I mean, it's still like our attacks here are different. Mm-hmm. You know, we have comfort that can come as a distraction. We have, um, like a lukewarmness spirit like, over mm-hmm. here that can really cre- creep in or just, yeah, luxury and distraction and mm-hmm. whatever else it might be. But, you know, we have anxiety and depressions mm-hmm. and, and just stuff where we drift. And yeah. so we need that same communal support even here. It's easy to look at over there like, well, if I was a Christian in China or Jordan, you know, it's like, that's that's what they need and we don't need that as much here no it's like no we just we need it just as much like god designed this it's not just because we live in america doesn't mean that we don't need to follow god's design here that's a deep support yeah Yeah, there's because there because there's a spiritual reality above what we see in the physical plane Mm -hmm. going back to your point on the the division you know like because people see that scripture and they see the, the the scriptures on unification. It's like, well, how can these both exist? And it's like, well, the division he's talking about is what we said earlier. There is good and there is evil. There is God and there is everything else. So that's the division he's talking about, you know, is like when, when Christ comes to you and like you become a part of Christ, the division that happens is anything that is not chosen by God or, or separated from God, that's the division. So it's going to cause problems with your past mm-hmm. because you are no longer that that creation, you're a new creation. Um, your life has now completely changed. Mm-hmm. So friends who you once counted dear may not count you as dear anymore because your they're life's of on the a world path. and you're yeah. of a heavenly. Yeah. And if you keep looking, now. if you keep looking for their su- comfort or support, you know, you're, it's like, it's like looking backwards. Yeah, it's pulling you know, back. Let the dead bury the dead. You, this, you follow me. I know we were we were kind of talking about this with the whole guilt, and you said you know you felt God saying to to speak about grace really quick. That that brought up the verse about looking back over your shoulder on the plow. I feel like that's kind mm. of what God just revealed to me, like teaching me as like that's what it's about. As it's like yes, yeah, like right before right be- right before we started the podcast, we were praying, and uh, 
an angel, <laughs> this might sound strange to some people, but an angel said uh, to continue speaking on grace because we were talking about grace. Um, yeah. And the, yeah. The, the amount God gives us grace to work and, and operate on. Sorry. Hey, that was just because I want to get back to talking real quick before we dive into that stuff. But it, that just came to mind. It was, it's like, you know, the, God gives us the freedom from our past so that we can look forward to what God has for us, the promises, right. and we can work towards that. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of that, like in those promises is like I said, like they've been seeing that reconciliation in families. It doesn't mean that like God is saying that you're going to lose your family forever. No, he's mm. inviting you into a powerful kingdom where you can contend for your family and yeah. you can bring them with you. Yeah. And it's, it's that much harder. The blessing, like the blessing of God is for the whole family. Right. Like that's his heart. That's his desire. Yeah. It's like the devil gets in the way there, but man, like your, your testimony as, as the curse breaker in your family, you're the one that said yes. And mm -hmm. that blessing now can be extended to your family. And it's like, we need to, we need to remember like the call placed on our life, the authority placed on our life. And don't look back. Cause that's where the enemy will scramble everything mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. Stay focused on Christ. Stay centered on him. And uh, through that grace will then extend into your yeah. family. I mean, it's his desire is that none shall perish, but all shall come to salvation. His well, desires for your family to be reconciled and, and redeemed. And Amen. families are microcosm of, of the structure God built, right? Yeah. right? That's that's why the relationship with, with God and or God and his church is is a wife and a bride, right? Or a wife and a husband. So like you, you know, our family should represent the family of God. Well, if if the house of God is Israel, right? He he chooses to dwell and that, well, our bodies are temples of God, but then mm -hmm. our families are supposed to be representative of his house. Like he wants to dwell in our families. He mm -hmm. wants to dwell in us. Mm -hmm. Like that's how personal God is. It's like, I want to dwell in you as like the overall God, but I'm more personal than that. I want to be, you, I want you to be my chosen people and live amongst you. But I'm even deeper than that. I want to be in your families, mm -hmm. guiding you as you're both submitting to me in love. But I want to be even deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. I want to be within each of you. My spirit lives in you. Um, Unity and diversity. And guess what? I want to even be deeper than that. You are a part of me. Mm -hmm. Like you are a part of me and I am in you and you are in me because like you, I am in you, you are in Christ and Christ is in me. Like I am in you. Like, so yeah. And zoom like, out. I want to bless yeah. the families of the nations with you yeah. through you yeah. in that sense from that micro view, like going out. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it was, so with that, like the government and, uh, the religion being so closely knit, it's like, that's why, and it's, this was a huge part of it for me was just like recognizing like the desperate need to pray for, um, the, the Islamic nations of the world. Mm -hmm. And like, also for the war tornness of everything that was happening, like I said, with the refugees, but with like the stronghold that Islam is because they've, they're like so many other religions where they've got like these kingdom principles, like Allah is technically like, it just means the God. It just goes back to like Yahweh at mm -hmm. the beginning and uh, it splits off because of Ishmael and whatnot. But like, so they technically still have like a ton of those law principles that were good, that God uh, like put in place for like people to to know him. And so mm -hmm. it's like, and then there's, there's enough like sprinkling between all that, that keeps it as like, it's the way of submission. It's not the way of freedom and grace through, you know, submission, mm -hmm. 
Like, but it's all about like submission to God and, oh, and I don't want to go too far down this rabbit trail because I got really heated and like whatnot, but like, it's just like, it burdened my heart so much to uh, see and hear like that when we, when, you know, like it's easy to, in America to go to someone and say, Hey, God is your father and he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. And then to hear someone that has scriptures that reflect God in that sense, but ultimately say it like, no, like you are nothing like God. You are not created in the image of God. God is love. Mm-hmm. God uh, like cares about you and provides for you, but you're nothing like him. And there's no, and God neither begets nor is he begotten is something that Mm -hmm. is spoken in the Quran. Mm -hmm. And it's like to see it, to see people like, so with their heart, like adamantly, like say like, it's just about doing good things. It's just about like serving God with all your heart and repenting. I heard a lot of, a lot of them say like the word repentance and like, it's like, these are great things, but it's like, it's all of that separation. It's mm-hmm. all of that. And it just like, it outworks into the rest of the religion in such ways where it's like, well, cause if you believe it's just about works, mm-hmm. if you don't follow that, this is where the term religion takes a bad turn. Religion in and of itself isn't bad as long as your heart is towards God and you're following God. There's pure religion mm-hmm. and that's, you know, helping the orphans and widows like that's that's in the Bible. So obviously religion in itself can't be a, a bad thing, but people turn things bad. Right. So it's like if we follow the law to the letter and that's our God. Mm-hmm then we don't care about other people. We care that they follow the law. We care that they're doing it the way that we interpret the law. And so it becomes a prideful thing and Mm -hmm. it doesn't become about God and his spirit and his redemption and that there's grace in that. Mm -hmm. And so there's no room for real grace to happen. Grace comes in, well, you throw three Hail Marys up, you do this or like whatever it is over there. Well, you pray five, five times, times a day, day and and you eat this meal and, and you fast here. And so fasting becomes not about the power of the presence of God and his Holy Spirit when he wants to speak to you through your fasting or giving up stuff that God is telling you, I need you to fast from this so I can show you this revelation or this revelation becomes I need. And I think we were talking about this last night. I need to fast so that God can give me a revelation. It's like, no, did God tell you that? Or like, are you fasting because you you just want to please God? Like you just God, I want to fast. For yeah, I, you know, there was like, the, there was a teaching on that, you know, with with fasting. It's like you know, if you fast for forty days, you know, but like three days later, you're gonna eat everything that you missed out on during that forty days. It's like the lifestyle needs to be fasting. Mm-hmm. Like your lifestyle needs to be disciplined. But how do you do that? How do you accomplish that? And it's through it's through grace. And it's like everything is through everything is an extension. I mean, if you if you are works based, if you're striving to succeed or to repent or to turn to do with all this on your own strength, you're missing grace Mm -hmm. and to miss grace, man, I, how do we do it? We can't do anything outside of grace. It It holds unforgiveness. It holds bitterness. It holds so many, so many things to let go of grace that it's just like, and that's, that was something that was really interesting though. Like being there was just like seeing how much love really was flowing there and how much like, like, 
the guy that did our briefing that was talking, like I said before, about just like the testimonies of the families and whatnot, like he said that um, everybody is in their own place, like in their journey with the Lord, like even though they don't really recognize it, like that voice in your head that's telling you like maybe that's not a good idea and like this would be better like for you and for your heart and for like you know everything like God Jesus is like on this journey with everyone it's just like whether or not he has come and dwelt and like brought you into his family Mm. yeah that's his desire and he is like all places and so it was like we were approaching it the best that we could like with the help of the Holy Spirit to just like approach them with love and like to see, okay, Lord, where, where are we entering this journey that you're already on with this person? And like, where are we speaking into what you're already saying? What do you want to say in that? Mm -hmm. And uh, so that was a really like different approach for me personally, because I really, I, uh, I realized on this trip, just how like, just how like Bible dense I am, like in my way of like sharing of sharing the Lord and like in such good ways, you know, like to say like, God is your father and he loves you. Like, mm-hmm. to me, like, that just, like, and when the Holy Spirit says it, like, to me to say to somebody, like, that sounds like it's not specifically Bible dense or, like, something that's, like, talking on scriptural terms. But when you're talking with somebody that is very apologetically sound in the Quran, mm-hmm. saying stuff like that, and, like, in any sense of, like, you're not, you're not looking to the Father for what he's saying to them like winds up putting you on an apologetic like back and forth with that person yeah like, how like but it's just about like so grace just- and forgiveness and it's like you're still you're still meeting them in like in like a biblical place which is really hard for me because that's like my love language is to mm-hmm. talk scripture with people and to like share with them about like the gospel and grace and redemption rather than like ask the holy spirit and like, share testimony because it's like it's like you can't you can't refute what's happened to people, like how they have encountered God. And that was like definitely a, like a switch for me from this trip. I heard I heard this said once, you know, like like we're witnesses of Christ, right? Like we mm-hmm. witness him. Right. So don't bear false witness. Mm-hmm. Teach from what you know. Mm-hmm. Like we can we can say we know scripture, we can have like head knowledge, logic knowledge and and, but is it wisdom? You know, like wisdom comes is like the application of knowledge, right? We were talking about this, mm-hmm. but Solomon, just like, he was wise. like hearing the Lord yeah. speak, you know, we, we can debate, we can argue logic. We can try to convince, we can't convince, right? It's only revelation. So mm-hmm. it's like, man, the Lord has a perfect plan for like what to say. Like we got to rely on him in all things, including how we, how we witness, but our testimony, yeah, is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like we, we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our, our testimony. testimony. And the reason why our testimony is so powerful is because, you know, it is what we have witnessed mm-hmm. and you can't take that away from us. Right. I experience, I know that people say we shouldn't, it's not about experience, but it is, yeah. it really is about experience. Mm-hmm. I think the devil attacks that a lot yeah. because mm-hmm. that's one of the ways that we overcome be him. Abused. You know, people can just say like, yeah, this is my experience, so it's true. I know that I know like, because well, I know, like yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, that that's partially true. You know, you lived in yeah. a sin nature your whole life, so that was your truth until Christ came. So unless something changed in that, and is the actual truth, and we can see that through Scripture, then your truth doesn't matter in that sense. But it matters that 
in the story of redemption, God has a purpose. For I think you it's like that. really, and I, going back to like scripture, I think it's really easy to have like head knowledge of scripture and then you can sit there and, and, and argue it, but you can bear false witness in that because it's like the Pharisees, you know, they, they debated mm-hmm. knowledge yeah. and it's like, you missed it. You search the scripture. You what search the scripture yeah. seeking eternal life. And you didn't find it, but, it, but they all point to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you witness Christ and you have his manifest in your life and you see what he has brought you out of, man, yeah, just a short little rabbit trail there. But just mm-hmm. the power in uh, the grace that we receive from the Lord mm-hmm. in our ability to uh, testify mm-hmm. as true witnesses. Don't try to bear false witness. Don't try to force something you don't actually know. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were even talking to like memorization of scripture is good, Right. But just because just because you have memorized scripture mm-hmm. doesn't mean that scripture is in you. Yeah. And it also comes down to in like that's what that's what was and I don't think that there's a formula or a cookie cutter thing. It still is by the Holy Spirit no matter where you are in the yeah. world. But like really it, it's because of the stronghold of what was hap- of what is happening in that place with just how how ingrained in them it is and it's such a it's at such a level where it's like it's just enough that it's like they're not hungry and so that's why it's like from testimony and from really honestly like like i said just like a fire and a burden to pray for the middle east because those dreams and visions and those encounters really are you know like and that's what comes down to like it's that encounter for them that it's like okay because i have experienced the living god And like, because I have, you know, seen him move rather than like just on an intellectual level, because that works for some people, like, and like just ramas into people's lives, like, Mm -hmm. and that's huge too. But it's like the the verse that came to my mind when you we started talking about that was like the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, yeah, it's supernatural, right? And it's like we need to recognize the type of weapon we need to go up against mm-hmm. which principality we're dealing with. Especially in like these war torn, like there's we can't have a cookie. We can't happening. have a cookie cutter approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watch a series on evangelism. That's going to, that's going to be different for each individual person that you come across. And if you think that human created knowledge on the subject will help you, you're already missing it. Mm-hmm. Cause you might need a different weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, our, our, it's divine mm-hmm. what we need to do. And you yeah. need to rely on the Lord. Like how, how can I work? Lord, Lord, how can I approach this right now? Because I see a strong man in this picture. How do I bind him right. to give this person the opportunity to receive what you have for them? So we really need to be in tune with the spirit. Yeah, we're witnessing to whoever we're witnessing to. <laughs> so I did want to get to your other pictures here. Oh, um, sure. And we can just kind of go through them and you can like say whatever you need to say or, yeah. you know, don't say what you can't say. But like just kind of explain some of these pictures as we go through them. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't able really to... Uh honestly because it's it's a close it's it's not a closed country like we uh, it's not illegal to share like that you're a christian and about jesus it's illegal to try to convert someone Mm. and that's why like it's hard for anybody that even wants to share jesus because there's that gray area of like what if i'm perceived as Mm. trying to convert someone so we only had two weeks to be able to come in and just blast the gospel and we were given you know like encouragement by the team on the ground like this is what you're here to do do it like listen to the holy spirit but go do it because it doesn't matter as much if we were kicked out like it mattered Mm -hmm. more that 
they were protected, that the team on the ground was protected because they had they had the long term and they yeah, have they're multiple there. connections and they mm-hmm. yes. Um, and uh, so uh, I couldn't share actual pictures of the of the ministry that happened, yep. but. I don't know. I just thought it was like a really huge like blessing to my heart and like just like one step forward in my dream of like being anywhere near the Holy Land mm-hmm. um, and being anywhere near like the actual events of the Bible, because like you read these stories and you just love and engage Jesus through these stories that it's like, wow, how amazing mm-hmm. would that be to actually like be where these people walked and to mm-hmm. see exactly like the scene of where they were. And so that's why I put these pictures up is just because like, personally, I saw it as really, really cool to be able to even, even place, even see these things. So what's on the screen right now is, um, it's a picture of a place called the Citadel in Amman, and it is actually like in either Greek or Roman times. I'm sorry, I can't I remember. Um, it is the ruins of the Temple of Hercules, but this hill that it's built on is actually supposed to historically be where David's army slew Uriah in the Bible. Mm. So I don't know. I just thought that, that was really cool to be there. Go ahead, Kiefer. Just quick. Um, this is according to historic records supposed to be where Jesus was baptized. Um, and they had built an old church up on top of the hill there. And it's already ruinous because this is 2000 years ago that we're talking mm-hmm. about. And I even think that they pumped water down there into that area. Like that's not actually like fully connected with the Jordan river anymore. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead. Um, this is the site of Mount Nebo which is where Moses put up the brazen serpent for the people that were in, I'm pretty sure it's in the book of numbers where they were all bit and Mm -hmm. they had to look to, to the, the pole with the serpent on it to be healed. And that's a picture of Jesus, how he took our curse and he took, he took our sin upon himself so that when we would look in faith to the cross and to what he did and to him, that we would be healed and that sin would be taken Mm -hmm. away. Um, this is also where Moses was supposed to be like standing when he looked into the promised land, but wasn't able to enter it. Mm. So right behind that, um, brazen serpent, that is just a sculpture that some, I can't remember who made, um, that's where you can, you're supposed to be able to see Israel, but we were there on such a day where there was still like a fog veil that was there. Mm. So you couldn't see, I mean, you could see Israel, like you could look over and see Israel, but Jerusalem, you could normally on a clear day, you could see the city of Jerusalem from there. And I couldn't see it that day. So Mm. that was, that was a little sad, but it was still like, wow, here we are like at just a place that is in scripture. That's so like commemorative and pointing forward to, um, that we will see the promised land and that, and I, I personally really love, like, this is a personal revelation that just really, cause I always felt so bad, so bad for Moses that he couldn't see the promised land because of his disobedience. And uh, the fact that he showed up on the Mount of Transfiguration in the new Testament is like God's redemption of that. Like mm-hmm. he was able to enter the promised land in the it's a spiritual that truth. Was, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, it just came to me. It's like, well, we do always say that like, Oh, he didn't get to enter the promised land. It's like, but he died. Mm-hmm. He got to go to the true promised the land real, after that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like the final, bosom, for Moses, you know? I always viewed as like his final refinement, mm-hmm. the last impurity that needed to be pulled before he could go. And it's like, that was, 
And just even to point forward to that, like, we can't enter by the works of the law, like, and we can't enter, yep. you know, disobedience in that sense, like, still doesn't. Jesus fulfilled, like, what that disobedience, like, entailed. And so it's just, like, mm-hmm. God God is a redeemer of all things, and he just, like, redeemed the socks off of Moses throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the Bible, it's, as we've seen. The so. honor that Moses receives, too, from the Lord. I mean, the fact that it's, like, Moses and the prophets. Mm-hmm. Like he is the prophet of prophets. Well, think about it. Way, he's, where it's he's like the he's one the one given the law, right? So right. he represents the law until in 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 Joshua, Yeshua, the Savior. He represents the promised land and getting to follow the Savior yeah. with the new generation. He's one of the, he's the biggest Christ figure we have yeah. to like before Christ. Anyways, the yeah, deliverer of the deliverer of yeah Moses his, his is, name yeah. literally means like deliver like the deliverance One who from saved one. by God or Savior if it's applied to Jesus yeah yeah I I, I was telling again that guy uh, if you guys haven't checked him out Chad Bird he does a lot with uh, language and stuff um, but he was talking about how the name of God yeah um, Yeshua and and like broke it down and like how it basically means you know like I, I can't remember exactly but I think it was like uh, chosen like and saved and stuff and anyways i i told him i i I do think it's like an honor to bear the name of of one of the names of god you know like joshua like it's kind of weird because you feel guilty you're like well i'm not jesus like i i but then it's like but that's the name that i was prophesied over basically my Mm -hmm. parents didn't know it but one who is saved by god and that's the struggle i've had with my life am i saved am i not but now god giving me that grace and it's like but now I'm to go forward and help save people for God. You yeah. know, like that's it's like every name that we have of God is just a manifestation of his presence. Yeah. Each name that we have received, each name that's been listed. It's like, what's a God? What, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like we have like Yahweh, but like Yahweh even, it's just another manifestation of mm-hmm. who he is. It's he's like an, every name, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah yeah. Nisi, Jehovah, yet yeah, all of them. Are just John, God is gracious. Jenna, God is gracious. Heaven, it's that's manifestations of, of mm-hmm. God. So it's like, man, Daniel, one who is judged by God. Like you know, it, yeah, it's it's, but yeah, Emmanuel. We, that's we why people them. get caught up on like the names. You yeah. know, like like I was saying that to you. You know, we get caught up. Like, is it yeah? Is it Yeshua or Yahusha or or Jesus? And it's mm-hmm. like. God doesn't even speak our language like, as people. Yes. You're like, <laughs> his, yes. his name, like these are just manifestations and transliteration. Yeah. These are just his, like him manifested mm-hmm. in how we see and view him and how he's told us who he is. But like he, his name is still like a mystery beyond all of that. Yeah. Yeah. That we will res- that will know one day. be revealed. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like well, Jose, Jose put a post up about how his name was Yah, which is I am, you know, in the Old Testament and stuff. And he was going on about that, about how he just exists. And it's like, yeah, but it's even deeper than that. Like, you know, he's our helper. He's our giver. He's our comforter. He's our God with us. Like mm-hmm. he, you know, he's our father. Um, he's our savior. Like he is Lord. Like he is the name of above all All names names. Mm -hmm. like so like you can get into like you said you can get into this argument about what's his real name he is the name above all names Mm -hmm. like we can't even imagine it that's why we can only we can only he's he can only give us Mm -hmm. manifestations revelations based on how he manifests in the in the world and that's like who he is and we you know Mm -hmm. glorify and worship him because of it by piece by piece to like put together like this glorious infinite whole but yeah yeah Mm -hmm. completely like who he is at the same time it's just like 
Yeah. But that's a that's kind of a crazy concept that that just came to mind. The name above all names. I can't even give you a name. So I'm just going to say you're the name. It's like when you say something's undescribable. I can't describe it. So I'm going to have to come up with a word that I understand it as undes- undescribable. So you are the name, which I don't know what it is, but above all names. Like, and so the only way that we can give you a name is by descriptions of who you are. Yeah. And so, like, I, I don't know your name because I can't fathom it. So you are the God that provides for me. I know that. And that's personal. You and then how incredible it is boom, that boom, Yeshua boom, was, like, a really common name in the day of Jesus, like, of, yeah. like, his life. Like, it was, like, it was, like, as common as See, John. Like, did, Isaiah, like, did Isaiah get it wrong, Emmanuel? It was, see, his name was Emmanuel. See, we get caught up mm, on this stuff mm. where it's, like, none of that matters. He was. Because mm-hmm. the meaning is what matters, mm-hmm. not the not the, the, the language that comes out of our tongue. Mm-hmm. Well, the enemy wants us to think like, oh, because like it's a name that everybody has and like it's just like a co- it's a common name like that somehow that like makes takes him away common. The- yeah, yeah, it takes away the power of it. Like just like mm-hmm. because ultimately like the Bible says like that he is like he- it says over and over in the Old Testament, like I have given you my name. I've given you my name. I knew a new name. I give you like over and over and over again. Like God is saying, like, I'm giving you my spirit and I'm giving you my name. And like, I'm bringing you into my family and giving you like the mm-hmm. same, same name, like as he is. So, so are we in this world? Mm-hmm. Like, but like the enemy just really wants to like cheapen that. Like, but at the same time, it's so beautiful. Cause it's like, God is Jesus was such a picture of like how much God like wanted to get into the dirt and the muck and like meet us yeah. where we were at and like come down to a place of like, of like, look at how like common my name was at this time. Like, and look mm. at how common you from, might feel I'm like from your Nazareth. Name is. Yeah. Oh, this man is from Nazareth. Right. Mm-hmm. He's born in a born in a cave in Bethlehem or a right. barn, you know, stable. It's just like, yeah, I think it's well, it's so cool. Yeah, Christ being the 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 image of the invisible God. You know, it's mm-hmm. like without Christ coming, we we can't really fathom God. Mm-hmm. And but Jesus because, is the name, the revealed name of of God in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, like an interpersonal like relationship with now, like I've just, he is the infinite God and he has all these things, but like I have this like face to face relationship with. Mm-hmm. Then you get all God. these, then you get all these crazy mysteries and just like the lamb who is slain before the foundations of yeah. the world. Oh, man. Yeah. And you get all into these Here mysteries. I just saw, <laughs> I just, I just saw someone saying like, like God right now, is like working with Moses right now. He is dying on the cross and right now he is writing revelation. And right now you are perceiving this mm. and it's like our time, the way that we see time versus how he sees, how time. he sees time. Mm-hmm. Like this is all happening. Mm-hmm. One after the other. Yeah. Rather it than. was like the transfiguration was like the transfiguration was the transfiguration. Like, time travel i've heard i've seen mm. like i mean that, that's getting into like fun yeah. stuff that's to so talk about fun. but just like how like moses Inception. dies like moses dies on the mountain overseeing sure. and and elijah's taken up and like at the exact same time mm. they're on the transfiguration but it's thousands of years later you know it's like yeah. we we the way we it's but a vapor mm-hmm. i didn't know that they time had DeLoreans is, in the bible yeah yeah they were all in one accord so technically they should have used an accord 
for that. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Well, I think like that was it was this it was this it was this conversation of how like prophecy is the past, present, and future all at the same time, and how God's language is timeless. So like that's why revelation is written mm-hmm. in that way. Where like he's getting a vision and it's like you read one chapter and it's like, well, that's the past. It's the old testament, yeah. Oh, and then you and then you get this vision, and it's like, well, that's way out in the f- future mm-hmm. and then it, then you have like the arm then you have like michael tossing satan down it's like he's seeing all this because prophetic language mm-hmm. is not in our time yeah. Yeah. so john's vision like when you when god speaks to you it's always from his perspective it just is, it just is. Yeah. yeah i am that i am i am before i am before abraham was like this is how god is mm-hmm. he sees that and we're oh, and that's man, how god speaks. the majesty that's how god speaks right because when he speaks something into existence from that day forth it is mm-hmm. yeah know? so like it, 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 that's that's kind I've of heard this really powerful too. way too of like reading scripture like God God never speaks yesterday mm-hmm. like if you read scripture as just past and this might be hard to like get across in our time but just like when God never speaks in the past he only speaks in the present mm-hmm. so like like God like God is the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob and he's not the God of the dead he's the God of the living yeah. Mm-hmm. So like we, so if you're reading scripture as like this history thing, like you're, you're missing what the revelation is for you and the application mm-hmm. of you now. And like, because God doesn't have mm-hmm. a yes, like God doesn't have a yesterday. A thousand, speaks, when, when, when we say like a thousand line, years yeah. is like a day and a day is like a thousand, like it, it 6,000 years, 10,000. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, he's literally just saying amount of time. Like it's, mm-hmm. this is like one day to God. It's a I, moment for God. I did want to get back real quick to the name thing. Cause it's like, I know we talked about that too, about like how like God wants pastor Kim at harvest time was, we're doing a series on Ruth and he, that was this message of the Sunday about how like God wants to give you a new name. People have called you this, or you've taken on the label of the culture of what they've called you. And I, mine is probably shame and like unworthy. And it's like, God wants to give you a new name. And it's like, you know, I should just, the, 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 the name that my parents gave me, there's meaning behind that. There's weight behind it. And I'm claiming that, mm-hmm. but like you, we were talking about the, it was literally the sermon spiritual. I was listening to on the way yeah. here and I'm halfway through it. So I'm going to finish it as I walk out the door here but today. The spiritual name that God has for us, you know, you were talking, we were talking about that last night that like, you know, uh, Peter was, was named the rock by God, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the sons of thunder, um, John and, and James, right? Like, it's like God has these, they're nicknames. It's like me calling my son, buddy, you know, or like Mm -hmm. little firecracker or whatever, like whatever it is. Well, see, Jesus has that for us. God has a name for you that he'll give you. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that like people, I think perceive that as being like a future thing. Like when we get to heaven, we'll discover our new name, but I believe the Lord wants us to know that name now. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's like, once you know who your name is, you, you begin to understand your destiny, your call, the Mm -hmm. place that's put on your life. And that's what the teaching was kind of going into, like how Moses, he didn't really understand it until he walked through the, the Red Sea. And it's like that prophecy of his name. You are the deliverer of my people through water. Mm -hmm. Like his name was his destiny and how Simon, you know, his, his name has changed to Peter and on the rock, you know, I know there's like different interpretations of what that passage means, but Peter was like the leader of the church. Mm -hmm. So it is just really interesting how, 
you know, once you're, once the Lord calls you by your name, you begin, you get a deeper mystery and a deeper revelation, um, of the, of your, of the call placed on your life. Mm -hmm. And when you get a, and when you have a deeper revelation of that, man, just walking in step with him, knowing the identity that you have and just walking Mm -hmm. in a deeper, deeper levels of grace. Yeah. So super I'm cool, not super to, cool like, stuff. Steal no, the show on no, this. It's going. just because we're right here on names. Like I put a picture, Kiefer for like it's a bracelet and it's got my name written in Arabic because mm. I had known before I went to the Middle East that my name was technically an Arabic name for like the Muslim version of heaven. Like Jannah or Jana is like their word for paradise garden or heaven. Um, like maybe even like the on earth as it is in heaven, like concept. Um, and uh, it was just like, I knew that, but it's like, if nobody else knows your name in your country, like, it's just kind of like a whisper from God while you're like meditating on it. It's like, oh, that means so much to me that you would say that about me. And I received that, but it's like, it's still something that's just like between you and God. But then all of a sudden being there and like introducing myself, like to, like basically everybody, it was almost every single person that like, they were like, nice name, like, or they were like, you know what your name means? You know, your name is Arabic, right? You know, you know what your name means? And like, and yeah, to just like have that confirmation when you step into like a new place of like all of a sudden everybody, I'm not saying like, it's like, it's like a celebrity thing or anything like that. It's just like, everybody knows your name when you walk into a place and it just confirms like how cool that is. The prophetic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely that's definitely a prophetic thing. Um, mm-hmm. There yeah. was even a guy, one of the one of the families of the Sudanese that we that we visited. There was myself. Um, m- one of the missionaries on the ground calls herself Amira, which means princess, and then the third girl, her name was Noor, which means light. So he perceived in the room that there was heaven, princess, and light, and that there was like this like Mm. heavenly aspect of what was happening to our names being there. And uh, so I just wanted to share that while we were on the subject of names, just how much like God speaks, like you said, just prophetically, like, and uses, uses our names, like in different circumstances and different ways that we don't even see. Like what Josh said of just like, when, uh, like the devil wants to tell you this is your name, but like God is saying like, no, I called you this and I had like, mm-hmm. I'm perfect and I had a perfect plan for why I named you that. And I had a perfect reason why I called you that. And like beyond your comprehension, why mm-hmm. I called you that. And yeah, that's just cool. I love, I love God's significance that he has in everything, let alone names. And man, and it's just like, you get to, it, it the, the, the deeper revelation, like the deeper things like that, knowing that he's a good father and he's close with us and and like everything's connected and you know you 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 receive all this yeah you receive all this through through the grace think about him naming us like right he spoke things into existence so when he spoke us into existence that's our name like Mm -hmm. his breath in us is like our name and that it's like what you said of like it's like, it comes back to the garden of like, did God say, like when the enemy said, like, did God say that's what your name is? Like we all like, especially in America, it's like our names have literally no significance to us, like out of the womb. Like they have all this significance we're talking to, like we're talking about 
like from God. Mm-hmm. Jaden Paxton Braxton. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> you, get, you, get the, like, you get the names that just sound cool. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. I'm gonna right. put 13 no consonants meaning. in a row. I, so I love awesome. I love name meaning like the yeah. meanings of names, yeah. and I think that's important. I think that's that comes from a language of God. That's mm-hmm. a there's a significance thing because there he changed the names to. Um, like, well, I mean like Abram and, and Sarah and Israel. yeah, and Jacob to Israel and, mm-hmm. um, and the generational significance and just like, one. even just the names from Adam to Noah, like the significance of what those names mm-hmm. mean altogether, they list out the gospel from Adam yeah. to Jesus. And then you get like prophets were told to like name their children, like suffering and disobedience because of what the Israel was mm-hmm. going through. Like there's significance in names and actually other cultures are very much so a part of that. Yeah. You know, like listening to Lovi talk about like in Africa, like, I mean, the hour you're born sometimes changes what your name will be. I still think because there's, there's such a significance to yeah. um, like what? Yeah. Like if you're this child suffers, this child's name will mean suffering. Yeah, that's what they're. I'm, li- I'm There's in significance the same place in, that. in Genesis where the different, where Leah and Rachel and Zilpa and Bilha, all this, all the ner- all the maids actually, Zilpa and Bilha didn't even name their kids. Like it was only Rachel and Leah that had the power to to name the children because they were supposed to be their children through their mm. maid servants. Anyway, so they like each one of the like twelve patriarchs of Israel were all named like based on a feeling or like something specific like that that mother was like believing or feeling at that. Well, point. think what Jacob means. Mm-hmm. Supplanter, mm-hmm. right? Or it's like like by the heel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usurp the heel. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he came out holding Esau's heel. Right. That's why you never would want to have birth at a Taco Bell. You know, <laughs> because what name would you get? <laughs> Chalupa, <laughs> Diablo, <laughs> uh, son of my want. starvation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and then, like, at, uh, we'll get into that. The, after, the aftermath of Taco Bell, yeah. <laughs> son of my aftermath. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, did God say, like, about so many of our names? Because even like the names that are like, I don't know, like. In Hosea, it talks about, I can't remember the other one's name, but one of them is Loami, like not my Mm. people. And then it's like the next chapter that God says, and there will be a time that like you say like that, you know, that you are my people and I am your God. Like, Mm. and those were the names that were not redeemed in the chapter before. They were the ones that like, when you hear it, it's like, wow, that sucks that that's my name. When it's like, God says the exact opposite about you. Yeah. And like how he redeems like all names, no matter like yeah, redeems all names and gives you new names too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so those people that like like the way if God views you is different. Yeah. Even if like and he gave you that name, there's a reason behind it. So God isn't going to give you a name and then not have like a redemption or purpose behind that. Right. So those people who like you know followed in obedience to that naming their kids you know my so, suffering so a, one thing so one like, thing yeah. i would so one thing i would encourage too is uh because there might be listeners out there it's like well my name has no significance or i've you know there's gonna be people out there i just want to share this you know pray and ask the lord to, to reveal to you the name he has for you yeah and i think that in that there is there's gonna be there's gonna be a shift in the spirit um yeah, I just pray that the grace, Write it the down grace and just of God, like, yeah. Pray that He like breathes on it and just receive it, like yeah. receive it fully. Don't doubt like a double-minded man. Yeah, yeah. Rece- who receives nothing. 
believe. Take the confidence of grace with you that you can mess up and believe in God in faith. We're supposed to come like children, right? Like childlike faith. Like children, man, we just take it, just take it. Like this is what the Lord is saying to me. You know, I think we, we double guess, Mm -hmm. we cross, we, we, we're double minded so often and we doubt and there's nothing wrong with doubting, but blessed is he who believes without seeing man just receive that. So I did want to have more that you have more pictures that we want to get through. Yeah, I do. But just I guess one more thing on the names, because it was just like, (laughs) oh, man, this is why I said you'd like Chad Bird, because I know you love meanings with words and stuff like that. I love them. If you can't tell. Um, So the Lord was giving me specifically a like just like put dropping in my spirit because Jordan, like the river Jordan is where like Jesus was baptized Mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit like the heavens were open and the Holy Spirit came down and it was a picture of the baptism of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit. If we're going to go there and, uh, um, and just like how, like that river from heaven is like, it's a horizontal river, but it was also a river that came down. Mm-hmm. Like it was, and it even like picture? crossed in yeah. that sense. Is it this one right here? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I was there. That's, that's the Jordan river. And on the other side, that was the closest that I got to Israel specifically. I never mm-hmm. actually got to enter the promised land, but I was in the river and rivers are not, cla- are not claimed by either by any country. They're like, they're like, um, middle yeah. ground territory. Yeah. So technically I got to be in Israel by being in the river which was really cool mm-hmm. um and uh, but it was really really beautiful because the lord had been speaking to me about this honestly for years like been building this concept and he was reminding me you're going to this place where the like this is what jumps out and is like the main like when you think of jordan in the new testament like the first thing you think of is water and like the baptism of jesus um And so uh, when I got there, one of the girls, I won't reveal her name, but her name, I asked her what her name meant. And she told me that her name meant river from heaven. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I just like the Holy Spirit just like leaped inside me. Like, and I was just like, yes, it is. I was just (laughs) like, I was so, there was just so many things like that, that it was like, this really was one of those trips that challenged me because I'm used to seeing like 30 to 200, 300 people coming to know Jesus, people getting mm-hmm. baptized in the Holy Spirit on these trips. And then to be on this trip and like we were able to share the gospel with 70 people, but just to see like the ground, like the hardness of the ground because of the circumstances of the religion stronghold that was mm-hmm. going on in this place. And uh, it was just, but it was things like that. That was just like, so beautiful to see God just confirm, like, like I placed you here and I gave you like things to say to these people. And it really, it really revived like the value of seed planting and watering because these people really are like, it's, it's harder and therefore it needs more labor. Like it needs more tilling. It needs Mm -hmm. more like watering. It needs more pulling rocks out. All of these things that it's like, we need those, we need those laborers for the hard places like that in that sense. And like, it was just really beautiful because it did like revive that, like just remembrance of that. Like it's so valuable planting the seed, like, I just want so bad, like normally on any, and it's, it, it helps that like, I've been on trips that it's like, we've seen harvest and we want to believe for harvest no matter where we go. And we had that, we had that faith and we prayed into it like that, but just to see like, 
just the va- like still just the value and the beauty of that like you still are entering into this labor into yeah. this and no it doesn't matter if you're the harvester the waterer or the seed sower like there's a parable the word of god in the new testament says that like all of them are paid the same wages it's not like the harvester is better than the seed sower mm. and like it's just like i'm here just like be still and know that i am lord like yeah. it's god who does it yeah it's, it's god, god who does it and it's so easy right? it's so easy to get in our flesh and be like mm. i need to be the one who works and does this lord don't you see me working so hard to get this done and scott's like i got this whole plan figured out mm-hmm. like i just need you to do i need you to be the body and do this thing yeah. Need you to do this task, yeah, right and now, just really showed and up. rest in that, and just the grace of well, that, you know, just the, the sun, grace right? of like the Lord is doing this. Yeah. He has this, this, this plan, you know, and we need to be obedient to what we need to do, right? But like, we can't get over consumed with thinking we need to do everything or the weight of the show, the weight of the Muslim world mm-hmm. is on my shoulders because yeah. you're gonna go in there and be broken. I mean, you're. Yeah stonewalled you know mm-hmm. like where you're not in the you're not in that blessing of the lord then because you're right self-righteously than, trying to work and not operating from grace right joyfully <laughs> entering into into that like labor of prayer from a place of like praying as a bride and not as a widow and like from a place of rest of like he did say it is finished mm-hmm. even for the muslim nation and just claiming that like just mm-hmm. like living mm-hmm. in that place and like and praying because he calls us to like it's like I wanted to say this earlier when we were talking about, I don't know, maybe this is too much of a rabbit trail, but like when we're talking about angels, like God, God can do anything on his own, but he chooses to have, he chooses to be the Lord of hosts. Mm -hmm. Like he chooses to be the Lord of angel armies. He chooses to be the Lord of, of the church, the people that he is sending. He sent Jesus to show that he is sending us Mm -hmm through the sending of the Holy spirit, like, and he sends angels to like, it's like, if you're a King on the throne, like you could like, especially him being God and he does do all of it. He does it all through us, but he chooses he this ch- mode. Yep. Yes. I was it. thinking, well, I was saying to like, before that, just say, uh, he sends people. Right. So like when he calls Moses to go to Egypt, he says, I heard the cry of my people. Mm-hmm. He didn't manifest to the person crying. Mm -hmm. He manifested before Moses at the burning bush Mm -hmm. and sent him in. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like it, God works in, in such ways where, man, we, we, like God's ways are above our ways. Right. But like, it's so cool, but it's so into a family, into into a family. Yeah. His work and co-laboring with us. But he hears the cries, right? He hears the prayers, but he answers in his way, because we have to know it's from God, right? Mm -hmm. So we pray, do it this way, right? We talked about this last night. God, I pray that this happens. And God's like, okay, I'm going to grant your request, but here's the thing. I'm going to show up this way. And then you're going to know it's of me because you asked for it this way, but I still showed up and answered your prayer, but I'm doing it this way. So he goes, you know, he Mm -hmm. he gives them uh, a deliverer in Moses, but it was him that was delivering, right? Through Moses. So it's like, it's not the way that they perceived it, but it was what they asked for. You know, and a good father gives gifts, you know, greater than an evil father would. If an evil father gives good gifts and knows how much what more? gifts get, how much more would yeah. he give? So it's like, it's, it's, it's that co-laboring, right? Like, well, well, we, we do the same in our jobs, right? 
we, we tell our bosses, well, why don't you do this? I think you, this would work well. And then sometimes they, they try to work at it, but from their perspective. Now, that's a flawed metaphor because you can have really bad management. God's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah. And so he knows what to do. And he's like, no, 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 I, I get it. Your, your heart's in the right place. You want to be freed. You want to be out of oppression. I get that. But the way I am doing it, you need to come alongside that. It can't be of you or it will fail because mm-hmm. you don't know. What needs to happen? Mm-hmm. You need to come to me to find that out, and that's what Moses did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you definitely could open up a rabbit trail there with the angels because yeah, I've just been. Yeah, that's all I have. Though. Like that was where I was <laughs> no, going with it. I know, so just we in my in far, my but... mind, I'm just like all this stuff I want to say now and mm-hmm. talk about, you know. But I yeah, did want to make sure that here at the end we give you kind of any room left that you wanted to talk about Jordan and kind of what happened. Maybe like maybe a, a great story that happened if you can, or like maybe some more about the culture and stuff. You talked about how like when we think of Middle East, we usually think of disrepair third world countries and Mm -hmm. stuff, but you were talking about like how there's so much technology there and Mm -hmm. it was like maybe different than what you perceived and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I don't know, just anything. Maybe like like, a closing thoughts on. Maybe, yeah, the biggest revelation God gave to you over there or something. I don't know, whatever you want to. Really, if we're being really honest, like I feel like I've kind of, especially with that seed planting thing, because it really was a different trip like this. We had Mm -hmm. everything about it was just like really contrary to the other things that I had experienced on other mission trips. And I think that that's part of what was so striking about it and what's like caused me to like be drawn so, so deeply in this burden in my heart for continuing to pray for the Middle East is because of like, just how opposite it was Mm. from the other nations that I've been in. Like there are people that are hungry and these people are hungry. Like everybody, like they're, they're satisfied by certain things of the world, but like ultimately their longing is underlying everything. People are hungry. And I know that, but like, this was just like, it was just, it was just different and it was challenging in that way. And it really just came back down to honestly, like the hump, the humbleness of like, yeah, just like God be like, may, may your power be made perfect in my weakness. Like there was so many things that like, were just so contra- controversial, contrary to what I had gone through. Like I was, I was humbled in how, uh, like, my apologeticism, the way that I love to like share revelation, like we are Mm -hmm. right now, like, and how that was like, not exactly the way to reach them. It was more through like, through, through that testimony and through that encounter and through that love, um, and through just prayer Mm -hmm. in that way. And then, uh, like I said, just like the power of seed sowing, it's just like, we get I don't know. I feel, and it's also like, it was a great, it was a great opportunity to just exercise that muscle of mall ministry too, really, mm-hmm. especially in a country that is harder, like in a mall than mm. our country. Like we might get kicked out of the mall, but we don't get kicked out of our own country. We don't get uh, arrested. We don't get shunned. We don't get mm-hmm. like any of those kinds get, of things. We get yeah. weird looks. Yeah. You yeah. get, we, yeah. And we you, get, you get silent judgment that yeah. goes for like four minutes. You till might the person get forgets. banned from Oakwood mall, but are they going to notice the next time that you come in? Yeah. No. Like mm-hmm. kind of things like that. And it's like those kinds of things like make us feel so like, like just like timid going into a mall here when it's like, 
over there, it was like, we could have gotten kicked out. We could have gotten arrested. We could have gotten thrown in jail. We could have mm-hmm. like all these things. And, uh, so it was just like, it was, it was cool to kind of be honestly in the similar ministry setting of what I'm used to in America and evangelism in that sense of like, okay, we're going in this way that I'm not as used to going in the nations because it is that much more open. It's that right. much more easy to share the gospel. And it's that much hunger in those, in those third world countries in the second world countries. And then to encounter like that level of honestly, like commitment to religion. Like, it's just like, you even find like in a lot of those like third and second world countries that it's like they're they're hungry so they're looking for like the witchcraft outside a church on the week and they're looking for like the the spirit house and like the spiritual encounter like with in like buddhism and things like that this, this might sound strange but i think you'll your your spirit will catch it but do you think this trip was like the lord was like teaching you like even like how to minister here Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Cause I know you've been like increasing in your, like your, your, um, capacity to do evangelism here and like stateside ministry. Cause Man, you just get, cause of your marriage and like the changes and stuff. So yeah. like, it just, it's just mm-hmm. interesting that the Lord shifted that mm-hmm. in your, in your perspective. And then you're like coming back here and like bringing ministry here. And it is very much so like that, right? Like the world is very hungry, even over here, especially since like the pandemic, like really broke things open, the uh, instability in mm-hmm. politics and just everything else that's going on in the world right now. America, like people in America are really hungry. People, people are doing witchcraft uh, mm-hmm. during the week mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and there is a rigidness and a strictness to to uh to naturalism and atheism and mm-hmm. uh that lukewarmness over here where it takes that personal testimony yeah. love um relying upon the spirit you can't just sit on the on the sidewalk necessarily yelling repent yeah mm-hmm. no. you know that works for a few but i mean it's like we need to what does the holy spirit want to do it's increasing like i said too just that hunger to intercede just that mm-hmm. hunger to like press in and if you think that there isn't a struggle i'm sorry i'm not like diminishing like the work that needs to be done in the muslim world but for listeners here on state stateside it's just like what needs to be done here too like we need to be good stewards and like be good ministers of the gospel, like in our local areas. Right. Mm-hmm. I know it's really easy for people to be like, well, I'm not special. Cause I'm not going missions over is done there. Missions is here. done yeah, somewhere yeah. over there. And it's like, no missions is done. Like if you can't do missions around you, you probably not fit for missions somewhere else. You know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm just saying that like, right. We need to be like stewards of what the Lord. Yeah. It'll work better that way yeah like i'm not saying the lord won't make at turn everything out for good and refine mm-hmm. and for his glory like there's refinement and there's grace mm-hmm. in every element well it's like the saying um, if you, you can if go you on a mission strip you. and discover that you're called to the nations yeah. the lord's like yes i am calling you over here i mean i if I you can't that. trust you with that. fifty dollars why would he give you five i'm just rounded like not prideful because i feel like that's what the lord's done in me over time because really mm-hmm. at the beginning of my walk i was like i'll go to i really meant even though i said i'll go to africa Africa, I was like, I'll go to North Korea for you, Lord. Like you send me to North Korea, I will go. And I'm so thankful that he sent me to Africa because he was ultimately always just trying to get me back to like the mission field is where you place your feet. Always. Yeah. Like it was always just like wherever I send you, 
if it's if it's your hometown, if it's your job, if it's your all these things. And it's like, I heard that and like, I believed that, but it was like, it was up here and not down here until it was like, now I'm challenged. Like I have to like come off the mission field. Like that was actually like something that was like, this is like a wonderful, like safe place. Like the moves of God are happening here in the nations. Like I'm seeing, we are like literally, oh my goodness, people, like there is a, there's a huge Kings and Chiefs conference happening next week, like with this organization that I went with, that's literally like tons of Kings and Chiefs from different, like Hmm. 25 different nations are coming to uh, this King of Kings conference. And like God is on the move, like Isaiah 60 Kings and Chiefs will come to your light. Like that is happening. Yeah. There is church. Do you see that? Did you see that? This is like a whole nother thing too, but like the, the, the Italian, uh, the woman that was prime just minister, a, the yeah. prime minister, her speech. I didn't see the speech, but I, I tried to watch it this morning. Yeah, some pretty crazy stuff working. going on there. Anyway, the Lord's shifting and moving and he's moving yeah. big pieces around. But drawing it all back, like God is moving in the nations, but like, okay, here we are. We're in our living room. It's quiet. It's just me and the Lord and our relationship. And like, what are we like? Where do you want to go, Lord, with all of this all of this riches of information that you've given me in the nations now, mm-hmm. you just, you just want to go to the people around me. Like yeah, you just man. want to like continue to day by day, my attitude being your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven yeah. in my conversation that I'm having with my grandma, in my conversation that I'm having with my cousin, yeah. in Amen, my conversation yeah. that I'm having with my neighbor whatever it is, wherever you are, with the baker, with the woodman's counter person, with the whoever, wherever. Mm -hmm. He's just saying like, I've placed my spirit in you. The kingdom of heaven is at hand through you. It's right now, right here. Just like in relationship with me, like just ask me where and when. And I'm going to move it. And I'm going to do these things. I just saw a video of this guy. Yeah, I'm just on that subject. I just saw this video of this guy. He got slain. He got hit with the spirit and he was on the floor and he was just crying out prophetically, like, this is for everyone, 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 everyone. He was crying and he was like, he it was like one of those really powerful, like people would say a really strange manifestation. But it was just like, it was just like this, this cry of it is for everyone. Mm-hmm. I want everyone. Mm-hmm. I want everyone. That's and it's God's heart is I desire, this is for everyone. It is for Mm -hmm. everyone. It is for everyone. Do we see people the way God sees people? Uh, A uh, hunger and a desire. I think uh, to wrap this up, um, you know, I'll just say going back to, we we talked about like how, like over there and over here, everywhere there, there's a a craving for God. Mm -hmm. Like our whole lives are tailored to worshiping and praising and living what we were created for originally. Like that's what we crave. And when we don't find that, we we see what we do as humans. We go to alcohol, we go to drugs, we go to sex, we go to all these things that are are originally the intent is from God, like the the happiness, the 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 pleasure that we receive. But we have taken by pride um things that got meant for good and we do bad things with yeah, them. Pervert it. And so yeah, even in our country, we can look at right and left. 
But there's a, I think the biggest thing that we're craving is it all comes from the same point. We want justice, right? I think that's a big cry of our country is we want true justice, but we're never going to find that unless we go to the judge. Like we're, we're never going to find that. And so, yeah, just ending on, you know, that there is a craving for God and there is a craving in our country. There's a craving in your community. There's a craving at the job that you work at. Um, even in the church you attend, there, there is a craving mm, yeah. and, and it's allowing, like it's us allowing God to have his son upon the seed that he planted in the soil that he made with the wind and the waters that he's going to bring. And all we have to do is, all right, let, let it sit for four years. Okay. Now I want you to plow, mm. you know, like that's the co-laboring we do. God has supplied all of our need, right? Yeah. And then it's just in our obedience and faith that we get to work alongside him mm-hmm. uh, to see the growth that he's going to do. Right. He grows, like Paul says, in the body, the ligaments and everything. He the prunes growth, the yeah, branches. Yeah. He prunes it. So it's like literally <laughs> all we get to do is you get to be there and be like, oh, God, you want me to shove this and not look back? Okay. We get to see it like we yeah. get to see it unfold and oh. then bring glory, give glory to God because yeah. we yeah. we he did it all. Yeah. You and know, just so don't be a miss part that. of it. Like yeah, said, yeah, yeah. he did he did it all. Like it mm-hmm. was finished on the cross. Yeah. We're entering into that. Mm-hmm. Like we are putting he brings us in and just like our watch. bodies into like what God has already done. And just like being a part of that finished work. Like the end of the book is known. Like and just like the beauty of that fact that we get to like we get to come into this finished work and get to co-labor in the understanding and like foresight that God, you said it will be, and it is done. They be, be a move of God, be, mm-hmm. be a move of God. It's like, you know, we pray for God to move. It's like, well, you can be, you can be the move of God. Yeah, move. We're waiting for yeah. something to happen. And it's like, but you are the yeah. something that yeah. I put there to yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Well, yeah, that a uh, good note to end on. Um, you know, the world is really starving for Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. um, and even as you get closer in your relationship, God, you feel like you need more of it. Like you just, you just want it more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, need, we just thank you God more more. for that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for watching and listening. Like I said, you can uh, find us on basically any podcast, um, platform. Uh, you have us on the YouTube. Um, I like to say it like I'm old because I'm getting there. <laughs> the YouTubes. <laughs> That's where you'll be able to see the pictures oh, yeah. and see our uh, faces. Keepers just reminded me we're on Rumble now. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll have those videos up. We also have a, um, if you guys are on Discord, we have a Discord chat. Um, so that's just for anybody. If you guys want to chat with us and stuff, you guys can always post stuff on uh, the comments on YouTube or our Facebook page. Uh, John has an Instagram page that he, he has uh, for us. And then, um, yeah, we just want to talk with you guys. Um whatever prayers you guys have on discord, we do have like some uh, chats about like what music you guys are listening to or anything. So we've posted some things in there. Um, just another community for everyone. And like I said, we, we are working on um, different avenues of media that we just want to keep bringing out godly content, um, different show ideas and stuff. So it's just uh, getting the time to do that and, and piecing it together. But hopefully here in the coming months, we'll be able to be releasing things like, um, channels and um uh, like music stuff and and everything so um and we'll we're working on getting the uh the shop back up so um we had some 
some uh, foundational things we needed to take care of that we didn't at first. And so we're working on that. So if you try to go buy something, don't worry, that will be back up. We're working on that. So um, I think there's a reason why it kind of worked out that way. So, but yeah, we, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, give us a like, share, um, you know, we, to be promoted, you guys got to do that works with the algorithm or whatever. So I don't know how all that internet stuff works. I just know if you share it and stuff, hit the share button. Yeah. Yeah. Be direct. Smash, it. Smash that share button. <laughs> so share it. The uh, Lord can work through this podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes just like partnering with the Lord is as simple as hitting the share button. Yeah. yeah. Amen. That's so, so good. And we just want to so thank Jenna sometimes. for, yeah. Know, thank Jenna for coming back on. We'll, we'll have you back on and stuff. So, uh, you got a great heart for God and we, we love to hear, uh, the stuff that comes out of it. So, uh, yeah. from Praise the heart, from the mouth proceeds the things of the heart so uh, thanks for coming on the revelation you've given and uh yeah uh god bless and have a great day yeah god bless Amen. thank you for listening to today's podcast episode if you've enjoyed it please click the like and share buttons on whichever platform you're on and you can also follow us on twitter and facebook we hope that you had a good time and hope the conversation brought some joy into your life Have a blessed day and join us next time on the Heart of the Matter podcast.